Hey everyone, Don Moyetta here. Over the past 20 years, I've built a ton of cool motocross project bikes. When it comes to choosing a great wheel set, my first call is always to the crew at WUSA. Importers and distributors of Talon, Kite, Han, and Edge hubs, the wheel building team at W is unrivaled when it comes to lacing them up to DID or Excel rims. Let's be honest now. Next, cleaning air filters or changing oil. Tightening spokes is one of the most tedious jobs when it comes to working on your bike. When it comes to wheel sets from W though, you know that they'll stay straight and true and the spokes will almost always stay tight. There's a reason that factory teams and top riders everywhere rely on W. When it comes to anything wheel related, your one-stop shop is WUSA.com. Check them out. Hey everyone, welcome to the Swap Motor Podcast. Um, I'm Don Maeda and I've got motocross legend, motocross and supercross legend, Ryan Dungey on the line. Um, Dunge, man, it's good to uh, it's good to hear from you. I've seen you here and there. I think the last time was at the uh, the Geico unveiling, correct? I think so. Maybe, maybe, yep. maybe yep. a race after that here or there, but uh, but yep. man, uh, life is certainly different these days with the whole COVID nineteen pandemic going on and everything. But uh, are are you and your family well right now? Yeah, we're doing good. We are. Um, it's for sure. Like you said, it's it's quite different. Just, um, you know, adapting to, you know, the different uh, situations and stuff like that. But overall, it's been good. You know, it's provided a lot of time to get to spend a good amount of time with the family. And, and you know, now that, uh, you know, we're, we're been able to get out and about a lot more now. So it's it's good. I actually made it to the races past, past weekend to kind of just catch up and see everybody. So it was pretty good. To, that, that felt good. Tell yeah. you that. Okay, so you were at Orlando One then. Yeah. Um, how? Yep. Oh, well, I guess the fan situation is way different, but uh, yeah, I was gonna say like you know when you walk through the pits and stuff, is it still is the the fandom and fan reception just as strong or, or stronger now because people haven't seen you? But I guess uh, there was no real fan interaction there, was there? <laughs> well, I can't really speak for the first the rounds, the six rounds previous, but they did say one. I did overhear somebody say it was just good to have the fans come into the pits because obviously Indy was too cold, from my understanding. And mm-hmm. so, at one point, I want to say it was like twelve or one o'clock. They opened up the gates, and a lot of a lot of fans came through. It wasn't a wasn't a ton. It wasn't a full house, but mm-hmm. it was definitely a good amount of people cruising the pits. And um, so it was good to see. You know, just every you could see everybody. Um, was definitely enjoying themselves. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, this is probably a silly question, but like how close do you still follow the racing and everything? Are you, are you tuned in live watching things go down or is, has life moved on for you? No, I'm pretty much pretty in tune with it. I would say I, you know, these days with, um, you know, if I'm not at the races, it's, it's really nice to, to watch the race day live on the, on Peacock TV. You know, I, that's, that's always, uh, you know, kind of get to catch up and you listen to Daniel and, and the whole crew to chat and then, you know, watching the practices. So you kind of see, okay, who's, who's going to have what for the night show. And then, and then obviously the, there's the night show you, I watch as well. So I, you know, I will say there's really not much I'm really out of the loop on, mm-hmm. um, other than probably the, the really ins and outs of each rider's, um, you know, prep and stuff like that. But I mean, overall, snapshot picture yeah i i understand i'm in the loop yeah mm-hmm. yeah i enjoy it i i mean i don't know i've, I've had a, some interviews before and it's kind of you know before i was a racer and now i'm done racing it's kind of a you know kind of a little bit more of a fan and, and it's kind of a, it's seen a different 
perspective now. So it's it's fun. I, I really get into it. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, you know, when you came, uh, when you became part owner of the team Geico, uh, I think, uh, I'm assuming you probably missed it and you wanted to be involved and, and it was a good investment at the time. Um, mm-hmm. Was it uh, missing the races that brought you back to that uh, uh, that opportunity, the Geico ownership? No, no. I mean, of course, I enjoyed being at the race. And that was just more so, I will say it was a big step. It was a big taking. Of course, it didn't work out in the end, which we all know. But the biggest thing with that I was just more most excited about is, you know, one, Geico had, the Geico Honda team had been pretty successful, you know, winning races and championships over the years. So that, mm. that, that was good. They had a lot of good riders in their lineup. And then, and then just being able to, of course it was, there was a big learning curve there, but just being able to kind of uh, apply myself, you know, one, you know, be, be able to, to have some skin in the game and be an owner of a team was, you know, I thought was a, a great opportunity, something long-term I could kind of really, that I thought was, was, um, uh, a, a good opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just being able to share my experiences, you know, one, both like working with the riders, you know, being there with them and, you know, not working with them one-on-one, but being able to kind of bring that, that experience that stuff that I learned along the way. And if I could help in that regard, awesome. If it was with the bike setup, awesome. You know, I was willing to kind of, you know, dabble in, in a little bit of each and every area. The one thing for me that was, uh, more so foreign that I didn't really have a lot of um, experiences. I was around it, but I just wasn't running the business side of it was running the race team. And that, that was so along with applying myself to the riders and, and, you know, trying to get the best out of the riders, it was also a big learning curve of trying to understand, you know, okay, running a race team and logistics and, you know, the team, the personnel and, you know, how everything mm-hmm. runs. So that, so that was something I, that really excited me. I will say, uh, you know, business in, in itself. I, I always felt like I kind of had a, you know, entrepreneurial spirit that yeah. I, I always enjoyed being around it and I wanted to keep learning. And so there was a big learning opportunity there, but also, um, um, you know, something I thought long-term that if it, if we could, you know, run the race team, well, it could be a good long-term position that I could always have, you know, be a part of, uh, in the years to come and, and, you know, have, um, have a say in it too. You know, I think that was a big thing, just having, having a, uh, you know, being able to call the shot, so to mm-hmm. speak. But anyway, um, that didn't work out, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. but, um, you know, you, you lived and I learned a lot and, you know, thankfully it didn't come at, you know, too great of a cost either. So it yeah. was, uh, just a tough deal, but at the same time it worked out. I, I always feel like, everything happens for a reason, you know, and you know, everything worked out for the better, thankfully. Mm-hmm. And we're moving forward now. So, okay. So, uh, videos, photos of you running around on a, uh, number five Honda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, <laughs> obviously I heard the rumors in the off season that there was a potential part-time comeback. Um, any truth to that rumor? And if so, uh, fill me in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, you're, there was, those rumors were true. Um, I was looking out, um, I was trying to look into coming back for a Supercross-only deal. Um, you know, for me, the fire came back, and I just was really excited to do it again. Obviously, there was a lot of, you know, things that were in place that, that uh, had to come about, that, mm-hmm. all, that all that stuff didn't come together. But, you know, for me, it was um, something that I, I definitely wanted to go back racing, but I also didn't want to... I feel like there's a lot of things that are in play now 
now than there was when I was racing, right? Like, hey, we have our daughter Harper now, right? You know, so that mm-hmm. so that's a big factor, you know, is my wife, you know, how, how are we going to handle this? Can we handle this? Yep, that was another piece of it. It was also, you know, I started the coffee company, RD Coffee, and that was something like I wanted to keep sinking my teeth into and building. And so I definitely, I wanted to go back racing, but on my terms and, and making sure that all the progress and all the things that, you know, we had made along the way after, you know, racing in 2017, um, I also didn't want to give up on that as well. But if the fire was there, if the, you know, the, you know, my heart was in it, um, mm-hmm. then, then yes, but it, it, um, it's just tough. You know, I knew that I was, you know, it was, gosh, COVID hit. Um, I knew the, the chances were probably slim, mm-hmm. but I also felt like, you know what, if, if I'm going to do it again, I definitely need to seek it out. And because I'm only getting older, I still feel like I was capable of, of being competitive for sure. I wouldn't have done it. But it's one of those things, you know, you got to knock on the door. And if something opens up, great. If, if mm-hmm. not, if nothing opens up, then you know what? We move on and uh, we keep proceeding forward. But um, yeah, just just it's the circumstances were tough with mm. with everything going on, too. How, so. how You're not old. How old are you? Uh, I'm 31. I just turned 31 in okay. December. That's nothing, so. dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. No, it's it's not. It's it's a, that's the hard thing I think about our sport is like, yeah, you're only uh, you know I, I know that was my decision in 2000 or in 2017, but yeah. um, you know you're 27 at the time, and it's it's like, but it is a it is a sport that you know the the youth the guys coming up. I mean, they got that young blood there that energy i mean it's um you know that kid energy starts to wear off in your 20s and so then it kind of gets to be more of a grind but um not to not to say it's not doable but mm-hmm. for sure 31's <laughs> super young yeah have you been watching the races going oh oh i could beat those guys i could i could i could still get out there and you know take them to school no, I, I mean, for sure. I, I granted that it would, everything fell into place and, you know, I would have worked really hard to, to, to be out there and be competitive, um, and win. But I, I do, I don't sit and watch like, Oh man, I could have done that. I mean, of course I'd like to, I, I believe that I could have, but yeah. I, but I also know that, you know, I have a lot of respect for these guys that what they're doing and, and what the level is today is, uh, you know, they're going fast and if anything, it's super, um, you know, one thing that just kind of was surprising this year was just how close everybody was in times, especially in the practice. It's a little more spread out by race time main event, which is mm-hmm. uh, normal, but I just was really surprised how close the times were in the, in the qualifying. Mm-hmm. How much do you still ride? Well, not a lot. Uh, obviously, here in Minnesota, we're, we're that's where we're we, we live now. So there's, you know, we... Um, I mean, all winter, there's no way you can ride here. So that was the thing that was that was crucial when we were looking into stuff. Um, I was actually riding a lot this past summer and just putting in the time and making sure my body could handle the volume of mm-hmm. uh, the workload. So um, granted, everything would have moved forward. We would have had to, you know, of course, moved in somewhere a warmer climate, uh, whether it's California or Florida. But yeah, yeah, I don't ride much nearly as much now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay. We've got, uh, I think it's like a week out, but this uh, fight club where you guys are racing cars. How the, yeah. how the, okay, so I, I'm really excited that I, I went to the very first MX fight club, right? And yep. RV was telling me about it because, you know, since he's retired, he's, he's uh, been spending more time mountain biking and stuff. So 
I want to say last winter we we cycled a ton together, and he's like, "Hey, we're gonna do this race, and it's gonna be like this, but it's gnarly because it's COVID, and it's like the first race, first live motor motocross motorsports race, and we're gonna do it somewhere." And he wouldn't tell me, and then I'm like, "All right, do you want me to come?" Yeah, come. <laughs> so I went, and it was crazy. the 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 whole vibe of it was it was so strange, Ryan, because that was still in the first quarantine, right? Um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we were trying to be super serious about it and, and worried that, you know, it'd get shut down or whatnot, but it was really cool to be a part of that and go to that and witness that and like watch guys like Damon Bradshaw race Stanton and Wyndham racing in his Carhartt jacket, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. so it was super cool. Um, so he's, you know, Rob Bidos and, and RV, they've carried the momentum into new things and then. When the news of the car thing came out, I'm like, cars? That's not moto. But then I saw the the, the entry list, and I'm like, oh, this is this is super cool. So when did they approach you about it, and, and what was your reaction about it when you heard it? Yeah, so, I mean, even – I was – it was all a little gray to me. I didn't really understand a lot. I mean, I saw it, right? But I didn't know how it worked. I didn't know the details of the ins and outs. But I was like, oh, it looked pretty cool, kind of like you were saying. But – Actually, it was about a, gosh, what was it? Maybe three, I'd say three weeks ago. Um, yeah, I got a call from Denny Hartwig. He just rang me up one night, and um, and he was telling me a little bit about it. This is what we're going to do. We got, you know, this is who we're trying to get in. And, um, and I, you know, I was like, well, okay, you know, we'll sit and think on it a little bit. We'll check it out. It sounds fun. You know, I always, I've always enjoyed four wheels and wanted to get in four wheels as much as I can. And, mm-hmm. Here's a cool opportunity, a fun opportunity. The race was some, you know, some, some X guys. So, um, gosh, I mean, I think I, I think I about a, it was like three, two or three days later after thinking, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. Let's, let's go <laughs> for it. And it's, you know, it's gonna be in, you know, in South Carolina, flying to Charlotte, whatnot. And, um, I was pretty amazed at all the guys they got to commit right away, right? Like, so I, I committed myself, and then there was, there was Jeremy uh, McGrath, there was Ricky. Uh, Chad, and then we had um, shortly after that Brayton committed. Mm-hmm. Then we had Deegan come into play now, and um, and then Christian Vanderveld. He's a pro cycle or, ex- or a retired pro cyclist, really mm-hmm. good guy. And so, yeah, I was just I was kind of blown away how fast they were able to get these guys to commit. And then from there, it's just started gaining momentum. I feel like it's kind of the the hot ticket right now. A lot of guys want to be a part of it, and it's going to be a fun a fun experience. I mean, not to mention a lot of these guys were, we're, we're from the two wheel world, you know, and, and, you know, now put a cage around us and, you know, <laughs> put us in cars. And so you can imagine how fun it's going to be. And, you know, we get to deck out our whole cars. We, you know, it's going to be, um, it's going to be on, uh, on pay-per-view. It's, uh, the app, sorry, you got to download the app fight yeah. TV. And so, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be live and just, just a, just a fun deal with with good guys and the rival the rivalry is already going the trash talking's begun you can oh, yeah. see it all over instagram <laughs> but i don't know I'm, I'm pretty excited i'm gonna i'm gonna um you know we're gonna do everything we can to make sure we're prepped and ready to go and it's it's gonna be fun of course but you know that when we get on the track each man to his own is gonna kind of want to win so oh, i think those cars um, are gonna be dented up at the end of the- <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i um uh, these the, the car owners the guys letting us borrow these vehicles it's super generous of them and um yeah i uh definitely want to definitely don't want to bang them up too much that's for sure but um you know it's also 
pretty tight, close racing as well. So I'm, I'm sure there'll be some bumping going on. Yeah. So RD, how much, uh, how much time have you spent in four wheels? Uh, I personally, I don't have a ton. So, um, you know, back in, you know, 13 and 14, um, I had done some late model testing down at New Smyrna beach, which was, you know, that, that was a great experience and things went really well there. Um, I also was, have a lot of time in the, I, I bought a shifter cart back in 2012. And so I spent a lot of time down in Florida going to the, uh, the track, uh, they had a, they had a shoot, maybe 30 minutes away from Tallahassee. They had a really nice go-kart track. And then, um, when I came back to Minnesota about an hour away, we had a really nice track. So I spent a lot of time in the shifter cart, but, um, outside of that, um, little, little bit of experience. I don't think I, I, I don't, I know that I've never been on dirt, so this will be a, this will be a first time for me on the dirt, but, um, yeah, we're going to try to, we got practice Thursday for an hour, um, mm-hmm. on the 24th. So that'll give us some good seat time. And then we got a really good, uh, really good schedule, uh, the 25th for racing, you know, some, some qualifying laps, each individual. And then we got some two man battles and then a, a, a super main. So, um, you know, I think between all the time that I'll have in the car, um, I think I'll be ready to go. And these things are all stock uh, crate engines, so we're all, you know, of course, the little details where a guy can make up ground, but it's not like we're going to be outpowered by one guy yeah. will have more horsepower than the other guy, right? But it's going to come down to driving and the skills. So, And, and I think, obviously, you, you don't lack any race craft, right? And uh, yeah. And your knowledge of traction and the way way to apply throttle and brake and all that that's going to transfer over i think you're going to be comfortable within a couple laps i'm sure yeah and that's what i'm that's what i'm hoping honestly anytime i've jumped in the car i mean it's came relatively quick to me and you know adapted um and that's my hope right but um i also you know these guys i mean shoot you got mcgrath and ricky and deegan uh, especially mcgrath and and um deegan they got a lot of time in the trucks Mm -hmm. off off road as well so you know, I'm sure these guys are going to be on it, so we're going to have to be on it as well. But um, I, I, I have, you know, I believe we can do it for yeah. sure. <laughs> I haven't seen you talk too much smack on Instagram yet. Yeah, you know, I'm just, <laughs> I like to fly low, <laughs> and uh, you know, we'll, uh, you know, just just let the, you know, the, on the track do the talking, right? These guys are. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my intense primer and the thing's badass. For how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, All their bikes in their lineup are awesome. So yeah, you ready to get serious about training on a cross country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails or if you want to go a bit further longer and faster they they just brought out a new taser e-bike which is uh, yeah everyone's given the double thumbs up on so head down to your local intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at intensecycles.com check it out guys what's up this is christian craig as a motocross racer being in top physical shape is a must and my favorite way to train is cycling and whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Life podcast for additional discounts in the shop. 
since 2005, Risk Racing has been a leading innovator within the motocross industry, all while doing it in their own unique way. Whether you are looking for the premier motocross transport system, the Lock and Load Pro, or the EZ Utility Jug, the fuel can of choice for me, SGB Racing's Alex Ray, Risk Racing is there to be your go-to motocross shopping destination. Head over to riskracing.com today and see their entire product line. Use code SWAP at checkout to receive 15% off the entire purchase. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Connor Erickson, but you probably know me best as Buttery Films. Temecula T-Shirt Printers handles all of my merch needs and also services many other big players in motocross. Whether you're starting a brand or just want some team T-Shirts printed, there's no one that does better work or has a service as good as these guys. Check them out online at TemeculaT-ShirtPrinters.com. Out here, on the edge, failure is no option. Here, you don't compromise. Off-road, on-road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar sprockets and brake discs come installed in more motorcycles and all-terrain vehicles than any other in the world. Period. The engineers who design your bike trust and spec Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one in sprockets and brake discs. Hi, Swap Moto Live listeners. This is Alex Martin. At Arai, every helmet is handcrafted with dedication to pursue gains and protection, and that is exactly why I choose to race in an Arai helmet. This lifeblood of obsession with protection is driven by a single shareholder and runs through every person who builds an Arai helmet. This is what sets Arai apart. This is Arai. Hey, this is Colt Nichols of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team, and I rely on Guiltless Food Co. to keep me fueled properly, feeling 100%, and is super convenient. It's healthy food that doesn't suck. Sign up at guiltlessfoodco.com. So, uh, I saw the artwork for your car, the big uh, uh, RD logo. You know, that used to be your butt patch, but now that's transitioned into your uh, your icon for your coffee brand. So, RD Coffee, yeah. like, what's the story behind this? And, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I'm excited. I mean, we, uh, so we got the opportunity basically, uh, the whole, uh, the whole car is whatever we wanted to do on it, whatever we wanted to put on it. So I, of course I took that opportunity and uh, I started up that the coffee company last June and, um, I thought, you know, this is, this, this will be fun. You know, we'll, we'll get RD coffee on the car as the, as the main, as the main company. And then, um, you know, from there we got, uh, Fox and, uh, Oakley and Intense Bicycles, so got some good stuff on there. And they actually did a cool deal on Road to Recovery where, you know, guys can, um, you know, you can bid on a car and pretty much, you know, that car is powered by whoever, whatever, that's a name or a company, so that's a cool. But but anyway, yeah, it looks good, and I'm excited for it. We got the final design uh, finalized already, so that that's good. And, um yeah, I just, just uh, you know, it's, you know, back in the day it was with energy drinks and whatnot, and I don't have any drink sponsors. Mm-hmm. So right now I, I thought it was a great opportunity to push the RD Coffee brand, and that's that's obviously been, you know, what I've been doing lately is putting a lot of time into my coffee company and help, trying to grow that and, um, you know, just spreading the word and, and, and um, uh, sharing it with everybody. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so how, uh, well, tell me more about RD Coffee. Is it... Um... Like, are you flying to <laughs> Colombia and smelling beans <laughs> and choosing? I mean, what's yeah. uh, what makes it uniquely yours? Yeah, so um, what RD Coffee, RD Coffee Company is, you know, so it's small batch roasting specialty coffee. So 
specialty coffee is is the highest grade of coffee you can buy and um you know so it's legit it's it's organic i don't promote that it's organic because um, i'm not certified but we'll get to that point and um but ultimately um you know just just small batch roasted you know and being able to to i think that for me as i was going through my career coffee has always been something i've always really enjoyed something mm-hmm. i've been hugely passionate about uh i've also wanted to always start a business and you know when the time came and racing was done especially after the geico thing it left me with a lot of time and i thought um i saw that saw i um i put a lot of time and effort and energy and and to get in and going finally i was like all right you know it's time to pull the trigger we gotta we gotta commit and uh and, and there we went so um i always thought that i was gonna open up a cafe or co- you know a coffee shop or something like that but i thought you know with especially with the times that that didn't make sense mm-hmm and um and just all the overhead that uh, that that i would have as well i thought you know what let's just keep it simple you know we're gonna roast small batch coffee and you know so i went full bore into it i, w- I got you know did the research did the studying um learned a lot about all the different origins and was sampling i ordered my roasters and then i ordered samples of the green coffee from origins of you know peru and guatemala and brazil and honduras all these places and so it just that's where i started and um, shared it with my family and friends uh, firstly and then um, and then we were able to launch in, in June 1st of uh, last year and ever since it's been going tremendously it's been awesome like the the, uh, the support from the motocross community has been tremendous and amazing so um, it's just fun you know being able to share my coffee with with others and and our mantra of the of the company is feel your pursuit and um, where that kind of came from was, you know, when I was racing, you know, coffee fueled my pursuit, you know, it was part of my everyday, everyday program. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, now it feels my pursuit as a dad and uh, as a business owner and working out and all these types of things. And that's kind of what we want to do for others, share our coffee with them and fuel their pursuits and, you know, and what they're chasing after and their passions as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I got to say it's, it's been, uh, it's not just a, uh, you know, a small little thing I'm into. It's it's kind of my next big venture that we're we're putting a lot of time and effort and energy into. So it's mm. it's been good. Yeah, mm. that's very cool. So uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're a coffee guy, RD, yep. do, you, do you drink your stuff black? Yeah, I mean, you do. Oh, you're gnarly. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You know, for me, I will say, like, I I I can drink what I can't drink it with. Let me restart there. I can drink it a lot of ways, but the way I can't drink it is like, like with a lot of sugar and stuff like that. So for me, like black is good. You know, if I'm having a straight espresso, that's good too. Uh, a latte is good. You know, like these days you can have all the milk and oat milk and all kinds mm-hmm, of lattes. Mm-hmm. And so, um, when I brew my coffee in the morning, I will some, I, like I switch it up. Like sometimes I'll have it black. Sometimes I'll put a little bit of oat milk in there, uh, with some cinnamon, just, just, to just to kind of, you know, add a little, little bit i just enjoy that kind of makes it a little thicker but but um you know um for me i i switch it up and play around with it but the the cool thing about the rd coffee and the coffees we we sell they they're they have a lot of flavor like so that that's the cool thing i think a lot of people when they've tried black coffee in the past they oh man uh, it just it bitter. tastes burnt or it, yeah. it you know bitter right and so these have a, a lot of flavor you know, the notes in each of them, you know, you can, you can taste them and they come out. So it's really, it's really smooth. It's really clean, really balanced tasting. Like I would encourage people to, yeah, go ahead and put 
creamer, whatever you want to put in your coffee, whatever you like. Yeah. But I would encourage them to try it black just because it's not it's not your normal. It's you know, this is high quality premium stuff that you're tasting and, and it's um it's not bitter at all. So um you know that and that's always been a goal of ours, what we've always tried to, you know, when the process of roasting to, to the end result, like, hey, that we're not selling a bitter cup of coffee that just tastes burnt, right? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, that's cool. My uh my oldest daughter is like super into coffee and she's always just shaking her head at me when I put creamer in and stuff. She's like, Don't <laughs> so how many different uh blends do you have? Like do you have a dark um, and a light and a yeah, so we have uh, we have light and a medium, and then we also do an espresso roast. So that'll be kind of on the medium, probably in a uh, medium, not so much close to dark, but more on the medium side. And, and why that is just to, so we max, we don't, you go past the point, then you just, now it tastes like burnt coffee. But mm-hmm. we're more in that light to medium range, I would say. But yeah, we got, uh, gosh, we got three roasts that are single origin, and that's our uh, Accelerate Rev and um, and Always. And then we just came out with an espresso blend, which is called Whole Shot, and that's a mix between uh, Colombia and Guatemala. Mm. Yeah, so re- really good. So it sounds like there's a, a big learning curve. There's a lot of stuff to learn about this stuff. Coffee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say, that, you know, through my whole through my whole racing career, that was fun because, like, Gosh, me and my wife would travel, whether we were going to different cities or, or countries for that matter, or, you know, we would try different one-off local coffee shops. And so, you know, we got to try a lot of different stuff, you know, whether it was, you know, different origins. Um, I also got to learn about, you know, the roasting process as well. Uh, a lot of, you know, I, I, I was just kind of a sponge asking the, the local or- owners like, hey, what, how do you do this? What, you know, what's your style or process of roasting, right? And so that was good. Uh, we tried a bunch of different brew, brew methods, got to learn about each of them, the ratios and all that good stuff. And then um, when it came time to pulling the trigger, I was like, okay, you know, uh, here we go. And the learning curve was steep. I mean, it was, uh, you know, from, from figuring out what style of roasting I wanted to do, what method, and then and then not only there, but you know, picking the origin, right? But every origin you roast differently and there's a different profile in the in the software setting that you have to tailor to bring out the notes and the flavor. So I mean, yeah, talk about talk about my head hurting. It was um <laughs> it was it was like wide open, but but it was good. You know, I think the begin the initial part it's like just a bunch of information drinking out of a fire hose, you know, just trying to understand. But once you kind of do it enough then you say okay yep get it got it know how you you know it gets better and it gets easier it's just that initial process was uh uh, a big dose of information yeah Yeah. wow um what are your (laughs) so obviously your your uh popularity and your notoriety within motocross is uh it's almost like a guaranteed uh acceptance and and consumers right like motocross guys that are listening to this are probably gonna go oh Dungy's sick and i'm gonna order some of his coffee what is your strategy to break into like you know just the general public well i mean first and foremost i i will say i mean this isn't uh yeah it, it is a business right like you you got to make money at doing it but like one of the things that i've really prided our you know my company doing is you know i want to sell the great you know highest quality coffee but but also you know you know being able to just share that with others i mean for me um 
starting within the motor being able to share it with the the motocross community has been awesome i mean that's where a lot of my that's where my, a lot of my connections are that's where a lot of the people i know are um you know i i feel like um, that's where you know gosh people can relate with me mm-hmm, with but mm-hmm. um honestly as far as reaching the a broader the the general public just just kind of organically you know kind of pushing it and, and word of mouth more more so i think I think initially in the beginning, it's just, you know, being able to share, you know, through the social channels that I had available. And, you know, if, if you like coffee, then then here we are. If you don't, then, hey, that, that's OK, too. But mm-hmm. um, just kind of starting with kind of the, you know, where, where you know, my uh, uh, the, with the industry, really. Yeah. 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 OK. Yeah. At, in the Dungy household in the morning, then are you are you <laughs> brewing drip or are you firing up the espresso and making lattes and stuff? Yeah. So. Uh, I would say the majority of the time we, we do, we have a, a mocha master at the coffee machine, the drip mm-hmm. coffee machine. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say maybe yeah, 25% of the time we'll fire up the espresso machine and yeah, make some lattes. Yep. Yep. Can you, so can, I, I go back and forth. Can you make a leaf in the top of your latte? <laughs> <laughs> no, latte art. I, I've never, uh, Art has never been uh, my thing. Even if you see my handwriting, it's not pretty. So I, I, that's uh, that's not. Dude, seriously though, <laughs> doesn't it like blow you away? Like, how did someone think to do that? And how how do they do that? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, there's there's some. Yeah, we've been to some places, and I remember never forget one time we got a latte, me and my wife, and sh- hers had a cat in it, and mine had SpongeBob. And I thought, how what? the heck did they do? How did they do that? You know. <laughs> Well, that then there's crazy. a there's a people that cheat and they have a stencil and they just do it with chocolate or something, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's me. That's yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, well, uh, after this uh, uh, car fight club, um, yep. What's next for you in 2021? Uh well, so the, the the after the motor car fight club, we um, pretty much, honestly, things are pretty mellow outside of outside of all that um i i will say um a lot of my time is going into the coffee company that that's kind of my next venture mm-hmm. um but then also just you know we're, we're still pretty very much involved with the intense um being a part owner of intense oh uh, bicycles. okay i forgot about so that yeah yep yep so that's that's been a great um experience and run and the company you know obviously Thankfully, the company's doing really well, so that's been good to be a part of. So we'll we'll put out a lot of en- effort and energy towards that, mm-hmm. and then um, honestly, it's just yeah, you know, pretty you know, a few things going on. That's pretty much it. And then we got our daughter Harper girl and mm-hmm. raising up her and spending a bunch of time with her as well. So um, yeah, yeah, Life's pretty good. pretty uh, yeah. yeah. So um, a good a good balance, a good yeah. balance with uh, with uh, being a part owner of Intense. Um, I know that you're a huge, huge road cyclist. Um, is there, are you going to be some, putting in some influence there for them to build a road bike? I, I've seen a prototype gravel bike there, so road bike yeah. just one one half step further. Yeah, I think in the long term plans, they they got some. I mean, I'm I'm really excited about where things are at with the with the company. Of course, I mean, right now we're on a a huge. The e, you know, the e-bike has been been the buzz right now, oh, right? Yeah. Like that's been the thing everybody's talking about, and so that's um, you know, obviously the with the Taser. Gosh, they initially they had the Taser, uh, which was the e, their e-bike, um, and now they're coming out with the the Taser MX, which is like got motocross components on it. It's yeah. the Taser 
with motocross components and gosh they got you know the the, the full suspension on the deal so that's that's really exciting and um but as far as the uh, road cycling goes, I, I think they got plans in the future. But but the focus right now is just just with the um, yeah, dude. E bike is you know, e bike is the big trend now. It's it's funny yeah. that uh, the resistance that the e bike movement had when it first got to the U.S. was just crazy because you know I mean e bikes in Europe and other parts of the world outsell you know conventional analog bikes mm-hmm. greatly, mm-hmm. and so you know there's all the the people oh it's a cheater bike oh this that it's a motorcycle <laughs> it's just funny how how big the uh the pushback was but now man dude you know i'm go riding after we hang up and i get i'll bet you i see more e-bikes than i see mountain bikes yeah yeah no they're they're ex- they're exciting i mean i mean i initially my first thought was like oh man e-bikes that's gonna just kill it as far as like you know this there's no effort yeah but but there is, you know, you got modes, you got settings, you can go, yeah, full full boost, or you can go down to, you know, just, you know, get a little bit of the, the engine working for you. So it's like, you know, and I've done training rides on them, and it, it is awesome. I mean, the, the where you can take them, what you can do, the ground you can cover, and I, I think there's 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 definitely more uh, reasons to use them out, outside of training as well. But even, like, getting people, I've known a lot of people who, yeah, didn't like it at all. I mean, they they have been introduced to the e-bike and now they bought an e-bike and now now like they spend hours on that thing and and it's really physically good for them too. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people, you know, they're they're losing weight, whatever their goals are, um I mean, they're they're achieving them and so it's just um I think it's really surprised a lot of people. It's definitely surprised me yeah. at um how great of a, you know, this next transition of this e-bike market coming in. It's it's been it's been amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to ask you about this. So, I saw the intense video of you and Aaron Gwynn. Mm-hmm. What was it like riding with Aaron? Oh, I will say, you know, you know, when you go to a, another professional, you know, when you're with somebody else in their discipline and they're a professional, it's like, wow. I mean, I I know, like, I've come from the two wheel space, but what they can do and and the the I don't even know how to explain it, like how they can maneuver the bike and how they can whip that thing around and how they make the tire stick to the ground. It's like, yeah. it's, it is, it is so impressive. And I never forget that day and the stuff he was doing. And there was, there was parts like he would go down this really rocky downhill section. And I'm talking like boulders, like he'd just be bouncing off each one of them. And, <laughs> and just, he, I don't even know how his mind would process the line he was choosing at the time. Like, I just like, I couldn't fathom it, but I mean, if it, if it tells you anything, I got off my bike unclipped and I like walked it down because like, I'm going to wad myself up here. Like it just was. <laughs> and the fact that they just have that confidence and that, that ability to go into the stuff that they do. It's, it's mm, so it's amazing. even, yeah. Watching his downhill ride. I mean, I've watched YouTubes and, uh, you know, watching the GoPro camera that he has. It's like, how does he, I just don't know how the guy processes things that fast, but yeah. you know, everybody has a gift at something and, yeah, yeah it's I mean, amazing. people say the same thing watching your videos on a motorcycle. So, yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> but that was no. It's <laughs> I was like, you know but, what though? Yeah. You you look good in that video. You you held your own. I mean, you got skills on a, <laughs> on a mountain bike too. I mean, you're riding with the world's best guy, right? You can't expect <laughs> yeah. to look the same, but it you didn't look like yeah. a like a novice at all. No, it's yeah, but 
guess I evolve. I'm always thinking like, what do I got to, what would I have to do to get to that level? And when I think of that, the, the comparing part, right? Like yeah. you shouldn't do that, but you do. And, uh, yeah, what a, what a next, next step that would be. Yeah. Well, hey, we took delivery of, uh, the 2021 taser the other day. Yep. And, yep. you know, when I, when I picked it up from Chappie, I was like, oh, good. It looks cooler. It's better color. You know, I wasn't a fan of the yellow, but it's so much better. Like, uh, the, it's got a 38 fork on the front and the new yep. motor. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Oh, I, I say we've had it for probably three weeks. We, there's probably 400 miles on it already. <laughs> we've been riding a bunch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it grows on you, man. It really does. And I'll, the one thing I will say, and it might, you know, the one thing with Intense I was always blown away by and really impressed, for, right from the beginning when I was trying the bike before we jumped in and everything, was the the components and everything just worked smoothly and properly and, and it was just like the top of the line, but also, but how it, it lasted, it didn't, you know, it wasn't after two months, it didn't, it's not like the, the brakes started to fade or getting spongy, I mean, the, the suspension stayed really fluid and, and soft and nice and everything just worked like it should. And I just, I don't know, that was the details were, were always the level of detail that they, that they prided themselves in was, was, um, yeah, it really stood out. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, cool, man. Uh, I sure appreciate you, uh, may, making some time for me this morning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Backing absolutely. up though. Thank you. Okay. So, you know, we're going to link the fight club thing on the post, but, uh, how do you get coffee? uh coffees you can it's all online so uh, it's uh rdcoffees.com and it's with an s oh coffees and then um yeah yeah we we do have six dealers that we uh that carry rd coffee uh it's all on the website as well um and it's pretty much the four corners of the country as mm-hmm. of right now it's six it's six dealerships so you can check it out online uh under the dealers section it'll it'll give you a map and um if you're close to it of course you can pick your coffee up there too yeah well, cool, buddy. Uh, man, yeah. do me a favor and or, or no, RV's not doing it. His cousin's getting. Yeah, it. I, I know. Gonna I, say, was I was gonna say, we yeah. just run RV into the guardrail for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was bummed when he when he said he like he couldn't make it. I was like, ah, oh, really? Like, yeah. come on, man. But anyway, it's uh, gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. So, so hey, actually, I got one more question. So, like, now that he's retired, you're retired. Uh, yep. You know, you're rivals with Ryan through your, throughout your career, but have you had any chance to hang out with him as dudes since? I I haven't. No, Dude, um, he is hilarious. I mean, he's always he's always been great to me because I understood his terrible sense of humor. Like he thought it was funny <laughs> to be a dick. So, but yeah. since he's been retired, he's just, he's just he's you're laughing the entire time you're with him. Yeah, you know, I I do take that back. I did get to, which was awesome. I got to spend time with him at the Redbud designations, Mm -hmm. and uh, we Fox had a bunch of motorhomes, and we got to we you know each guy had his own motorhome, and so you know we we would hang out at at night and you know and and hang by the fire and have a couple drinks, and and that was actually the first time I really felt like I got to be around him. just as he is mm-hmm. and uh it, it actually was pretty fun we had a we talked about a lot of cool subjects and and we actually were racing each other gosh we were racing each other like a week later i think because we had the red bull straight rhythm on the two strokes you yeah. know so yeah. we were we chatted about that and 
it was actually quite fun. You know, he's, he's, he's a good dude. He's always been a good dude. I think the cool thing with us, we've always just respected the heck out of each other. And, um, yeah, he's, he's a good guy. And if you don't, yeah, you just, you know, once you get to know him, the guy is, uh, he's a good dude, really mm-hmm. good dude. Cool. Cool. Well, right on again, uh, RD, thank, yeah. you, thank you for the time today. I wish you, uh, nothing but the best with the, with the brands, with the, the adventure of fatherhood, <laughs> dealing <laughs> with you. the boredom of retirement, uh, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. but, no, uh, I, I appreciate the time too, Don. It's always, always good to catch up with you as well. All righty. Yeah. Well, hey, guys, thanks for listening to the uh, Swap Moto Podcast with Ryan Dungey, um, Don Maeda, and I'm signing off. Hey, everyone, Don Maeda here. Over the past 20 years, I've built a ton of cool motocross project bikes. When it comes to choosing a great wheel set, my first call is always to the crew at WUSA. Importers and distributors of Talon, Kite, Han, and Edge Hubs, the wheel building team at W is unrivaled when it comes to lacing them up to DID or Excel rims. Let's be honest now, next cleaning air filters or changing oil, tightening spokes is one of the most tedious jobs when it comes to working on your bike. When it comes to wheel sets from W though, you know that they'll stay straight and true and the spokes will almost always stay tight. There's a reason that factory teams and top riders everywhere rely on W. When it comes to anything wheel related, your one-stop shop is WUSA.com. Check them out.